listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. listeners out there this is the last last sunday of august we are here we are excited tonight you are with the madontelas in another session of the classroom indeed uh, there's no god like jehovah and we're excited to be in the classroom standing in for pastor ns and t Teto. and uh, just get ready get ready uh, so that we are sitting at the feet of jesus and we are really taking it from him and we're being built up in the faith in every way. So be ready to fellowship with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. To Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. All right, as we said, you are with the Madontelas tonight. We just want to take this moment as well to congratulate all the runners of hope in the Comrades uh, Marathon mm -hmm. and especially the teacher in the classroom, Upastangezwi. Uh, we congratulate you guys for finishing and finishing strong. Absolutely. So, yeah, get ready. Uh, you are with us for the next. Uh, 45 minutes or so, uh, get your notebooks, your drinks, and just prepare yourself for, for this session. We believe it's going to be such an amazing and awesome session where we get to learn. And connect with us also on our Facebook page. And if you can't connect to Facebook, get online and open the link and join us at Hope Alive Radio. And then also on WhatsApp, we are 067-153-1089. Absolutely. Hey. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Join us at our Clorco campus, found at 1 Bain and Close, corner Zurpentine and Orange Refere Drive, Kempton Park, for a time of fellowship and refreshment in the presence of the Lord. Our service times are half past 7, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning every Sunday. Remember, no mask, no entry. You can also visit us on our social media platforms. We are Hope Restoration Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and also YouTube. You can also visit our website on www.hrm.org.za for more information. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Crowned Woman Movement celebrates its first year anniversary by bringing you the Awakened Worship Experience happening at Encore Complex Hatfield, Pretoria 
on the 10th of September. Gates open at 1 p.m. and tickets are available on the Crown Women Movement Instagram and Facebook pages. Get yours for 350 general and 500 VIP. Hosted by its founder, Noni Rasiloma, with guest speakers, Kabelo Mohale and Tiseto Silikwe. Performances by Nibagazim Somi, Putuma Tiso, Sengiwe Masondo, Ayanda Nene, Zodwa Masangu, and Serenity. All proceeds go to the Crown a Girl Child Bursary Fund, an initiative by Crown Women Movement, uplifting and empowering young girls in South Africa through the power of education. Brought to you by Hope Alive Radio, Kano Thuma Holdings, Russell Media Hub, BX Cosmetics, and Rehoboth Records. So as we wrap up the Women's Month, uh, last week we had a beautiful, beautiful journey through the book of uh, Esther by uh, Pastor Tim Tetra. And so today we thought, since we are closing, and also uh, we're always learning from the teachers, of course, we thought, why not take another journey? in another book uh, as we are reflecting on um, Women's Month and we'll be looking at the book of Ruth uh, today. And of course, like we said last week, I mean, we might be talking about a woman and you might be a man, but it does not mean that there's nothing you can grasp mm. uh, when we're talking about women's matters. So do stay tuned so that you can also receive uh, for yourself because there are really those uh, kingdom principles that are applicable uh, to all of us across all genders. So, the book of Ruth has got four chapters. It's one of the shortest, shortest books in the Old Testament. And uh, it's, it's a well-structured book that tells us the story of a man uh, by the name of Elimelech. So when you read in chapter one, uh, the Bible tells us that Elimelech uh, is a man who was married to Naomi. And they lived in Bethlehem, Judah. Hence the subject of the day is Bethlehem, the house of bread. So Bethlehem uh, literally means house of bread, the place of provision or the place where you do uh, get your provision. So Elimelech, uh, it happens that in, in Bethlehem, they go through a famine. The land is not producing. And remember, during that time, uh, people depended greatly on the land producing because they had an agricultural economy. That is, the land had to produce in order for them to have food. And uh, so... During the famine, then Elimelech left, mm. as it would happen with any person, and went to a place <coughs> called Moab. When they got to Moab, they both had two sons by the name of Chilion and Machlon, if you want to pronounce it that way, or depending on which school you come from, <laughs> you might choose to pronounce the names differently. So the story goes then, they go to Moab because of the famine to try and find you know, greener pastures or a place where they can be away from the famine. And scripture tells us that after some time, Elimelech dies. And uh, uh, at this time, both the sons had been married. And the sons were married to Orpah and uh, Ruth, uh, both respectively. So Elimelech dies. Then after Elimelech's death, Ruth is, uh, Naomi is left with two sons, Chilion and Machlon. And both the sons as well die. And now Naomi is left with only their uh, daughters-in-law. So from a situation where they left a famine to be looking for a place where they will experience a little bit of uh, a refuge or a cushion 
from that uh, economic recession, if you want to call it, of that time in Bethlehem, when they get to Moab, instead of experiencing the, the progress that they had ex- expected or that uh, temporary cushion, they experienced death, an unexpected thing. And remember the time women depended heavily of, on men. So being married was not just about love and, and a relationship. It was a source of security. And so having sons after the husband died was also a source of security for her to say, okay, my husband is dead, but at least I still have my sons. But now even the sons die. And this is what would happen then, literally. When women did not have a husband or neither sons to look after them, they had two options, either to go back to their relatives, surviving male relatives, or they would become prostitutes or slaves. So they didn't have a lot of um, options as to what they can do like women today. So then Naomi becomes bitter. She goes from a state of uh, uh, hopefulness to a state of despair and bitterness. And with some time, she receives a report that things are now better at home. Uh, God has visited her people, which is a beautiful thing. When God visits her people, she receives the report and decides, now it's time for me to go back home. When she has to go back home, she still has these two daughters-in-law, Opa and Ruth. Now, when she decides to go, she tells them that, uh, you guys, since I'm leaving, you, you are allowed to go back to your respective homes, to your mother and father's house. And uh, Opa decides to receive uh, that option. They hug and cry and... Orpah leaves, but Ruth decides to stay and says, no, I am not going anywhere. I'm going to go with you wherever you're going because I heard that God has visited your people. So I want to go there. And she commits herself to Naomi. She literally gives her life to Naomi and says, I am not leaving you. Though my husband is dead and I'm free to go, I'm making a decision to give myself to you and to commit myself to your service throughout my life and says words like, your God will be my God, your people will be my people, which is often used when people uh, take marriage vows. But remember, this was not even a marriage vow. This was simply a person making a decision to leave her people to go and be with uh, a foreign nation or people that she did not know. And so it is then that Ruth uh, uh, goes with Naomi and goes to the land of Bethlehem, Judah, the house of bread, and She's going there to start a new life. And so uh, when she gets there, uh, Ruth in, the, in chapter 2 begins to experience an unmerited favor. And she finds refuge from a man by the name of Boaz. And we hear that in the book of Ruth chapter 2 that she did not receive the, the favor because of who she was uh, in terms of her physical appearance. But Boaz actually re- uh, relays the tale that, no, we know you. Sure. Though you were in the land of Moab, we are aware of what you did uh, to Naomi. We are aware of your goodness towards Naomi. And it reached our ears. And so though you are a foreigner, you will not be treated like one. You will actually become like one of us here. And so... Her story begins to take a turn, and uh, because of her loyalty to Naomi, she receives favor 
when she gets to this foreign land, though she was also um, a foreigner and she finds refuge due to her loyalty. And it brings us to that element that her loyalty in chapter 2 pays her in terms of finding refuge when she gets to this uh, land or house of bread. So that is chapter 1 and chapter 2. So we want to take a short break. We're going to look at chapter 3 and 4. Then afterwards we will see what happens in the story of Ruth. Then we will draw some important lessons that can be applicable to you and I in the life that we are living today. You don't need a cape to help a mother survive childbirth. You don't need superpowers to save a life in an accident. You don't need a magic wand to assist a child survive cancer. All you need is 30 minutes every 56 days to save three lives. The South African National Blood Service honors the heroic blood donors who give the gift of life to those who need it the most. Your blood saves if lives. If you want to have a remarkable event, Murangi Productions is your go-to service provider. We offer state-of-the-art sound system, stage, lights, LED screens, live streaming, live DVD recording, conferencing, and many more. No event is bigger than our service, and our end product will amaze you till you drop. Call us now on 011-524-0186 or 072-973-6356. Murangi Productions, we are leading the way. God is our CEO. So now, in chapter 2, uh, she receives favor from uh, that man named Boaz. And the, uh, Boaz is a, is a surviving relative of Naomi. Then when you move to the third chapter, uh, it, the story takes a turn from just favor and refuge to now Ruth being assured of her redemption. So in this instance, redemption means to it, it meant to bring her back to the position that she has lost. Because remember, she lost her husband. Uh, so she's a widow in this instance. And so in chapter 3, Ruth received the assurance of her redemption. That is to bring her back to the position or the place that she has lost. So what she lost in Moab is assured in chapter 3 that you will get it back. She lost... A husband, she lost her land, she lost her position and status in society as a wife. And I explained what it meant then to be married to somebody. It meant a source of security. Mm. It meant safety. It was not just about uh, being married to somebody. It was about being safe. So she's assured that what you've lost, you will get back. So in the fourth chapter, we see Boaz then taking steps towards uh, making Ruth his wife. So there was a custom uh, then where if uh, a, a surviving relative of a deceased, if it was a man, uh, um, had, had, a, had a wife, then um, they, they would be able to, to take them in and um, um, marry them or be married to whoever chooses to. It was not imposed. So Boaz then takes it through this process in the fourth chapter and everyone in the, in, in among the relatives does not, you know, uh, uh, volunteer to say, I will take Ruth to be my wife. So it is then Boaz who ends up uh, taking Ruth to become his wife, thus restoring her position. But after her redemption, what we see in the fourth chapter is that Ruth, after she was redeemed, so she lost her husband that became a wife once again. She then goes further to connect to a destiny that she knew nothing about when she was in Moab. And this destiny 
was for her to give birth to Obed, who would be the father of Jesse and the father of David. And when you read even in the book of Matthew chapter 1 verse 5, you see the, 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 these are individuals who are mentioned in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So though she was a foreigner and she left Moab and went to a foreign land, little did she know when she made that decision that she would eventually connect to a destiny that is bigger than just fleeing a, a, a temporary setback or a, an economic setback or poverty or the idea that uh, she's, she's now a widow and she's now moving to a foreign land and trying to make a living or find a, a, a new life there. So she not only becomes a wife to Boaz, but she becomes somebody who becomes a, a, a great-grandmother of King David, something that would not have been known had she stayed or made a decision to go back uh, to Moab. And so this is who she becomes eventually. Hence, we even have this book of Ruth, and we are able to read of her in this manner. But it, initially, she was a person who was free to make a decision to stay in her mother's uh, land and father's land. But then we see this reward of making this uh, wonderful decision of following Naomi. And we see then Naomi's role in this whole thing because Naomi then becomes someone who's like a destiny connector yeah. for her because Naomi is the one who introduced her to her people. And Naomi is the one who tipped her uh, in terms of how to get Boaz, <laughs> you know, to marry her. And it is the same Naomi as well who took care of the child sure. after the child uh, was born, that is Obed. And so... Uh, Naomi becomes a destiny helper or someone who's a destiny connector, which is a great, great uh, lesson uh, in a relationship of two people that are not blood-related, a mother and a, and a, a daughter-in-law. And yet the daughter-in-law then becomes this great woman we speak of today because of that decision uh, that she took to go with her mother-in-law. So now uh, we are going to look at some lessons Then we are drawing uh, from this. And uh, this is where I want you then to pick up certain things for yourself, even when you go through the book of Ruth and be able to see that there are things that uh, are applicable to you and even your own unique situation that you are able to pick up uh, for yourself. Mm. Yeah, we're just going to take a quick break while you also you know, reflect on the book of Ruth and try to see those things before we even get to those things. And just a reminder, you can also connect with us and engage in the classroom with us. So let's go for a quick ad break, and then we come back to it.
it and don't touch that dial. All right, so maybe we also take this time and acknowledge everybody who's checked in. We see mm. you there, Bab Malibane, uh, Mrs. Mashele, Baba Mutlapi, and Ulushian. Thank you for tuning in. We are still here. Mm. And yeah, having read um, or listened to what you were saying on, on the story of Ruth, and you know, we, we see here a, a woman, I'm not sure how old she was, and all those things. Two women, in fact, you know, who were in a situation. And their mother-in-law is saying to them, you know what, guys, I've got nothing else to offer to you. Ne? You can go back uh, to, to, to start over from where you come from. And like, you know what, everybody lives part ways. But we see Ruth, uh, you know, doing the opposite, you know, and choosing to follow um, her mother-in-law to wherever the mother-in-law was going. You know, both Ruth and Opa were, were, were faced with the same situation. And then Opa decided, you know what, let me go back home. And then this one decided to cling to the mother-in-law and follow her. So now, wh what can we say? Wh what is the importance of making a life-changing decision for yourself, you know, by yourself? Wow. Uh I mean, like you're saying, both of them are faced with the same situation, which is yeah. often what happens with people. I mean, we go through the same things, we face the same situations. There was a famine there, uh, and in, Mo in, in Moab there was death. Yes. And, and they all experience the same thing. But uh, we, we have different choices we make when yeah. we face the different situations. And that decision you are taking in that situation can be the difference between you uh, starting afresh or experiencing a new life and going deeper into the same thing or going backwards because this one decision that Ruth takes changes her life for good. It was a small decision to follow Naomi. And so decisions are, are that powerful. And, and for somebody, it could have... I mean, for Oprah, it was different. And we're not even shaming her or saying she yeah. was a bad person, but she, she'd make a different decision. So... One, we learn that we, we always have a choice when we are faced with the situation, but the decision you take can be the difference between starting afresh, experiencing a new life, experiencing what you've never experienced before. Because remember when you read here, uh, Scripture says that Ruth, I mean, uh, Naomi heard that God had visited the people. Yeah. And even Ruth, though she was a Moabite, had heard about God sure. and the God whom Naomi serves. Sure. And she she learned that this God visits his people. This is not God who who, who relates with people with his people at a distance. Though they went through a famine, he visits them. So she had heard about God, but this time she took a decision that I don't want to hear about him anymore. I want to know him for myself. And if he visits his people, perhaps <coughs> he might also show some mercy. On me. I mean, these are some things maybe they were going through her mind, you know, that God visits because he visited the people yeah. in, in Judah after the famine. And so there was provision once again. And she took a decision that I'm going with you. And, I, and you can see there was God written all over it that it was not so much about Naomi uh, in as much as she was good to her. It was about this God that Naomi serves and these people that uh, Naomi comes from because there is something special about them. And so she wanted to experience that even for herself. So that's, that's the power of making life-changing decisions when faced with situations that might be similar. 
Beautiful. Mm. Yes, same situation, but um, decision, it's all up to an individual, basically. You make that decision. We can be faced with the same situation, but it's up to an individual to, to make that decision. And the decision you take now, you know, it, it can be life-changing. We will maybe learn also about that. Mm. Also, as we read in the book of Ruth, mm. which has four chapters, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we see this woman, you know, um, who, who I can say loved her mother-in-law intensely so and showed loyalty to, to her in a way that, you know what, I, I agree my husband has passed away. Naturally, what women, uh, or naturally what we can say we, we do is that, you know, once it, there's death, it, it's the end of the road, uh, basically. I can, I'm free to go back from where I come from and, and continue my life. But here is a woman who loves he, uh, her mother-in-law, shows loyalty to, to her, and, you know, she sort of like follows her, and we also read that it paid off eventually, you know, by 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 that. So, what is the importance of of loyalty in this now uh, days? In this nowadays, what, what people are, yeah. What can we say about loyalty? You know. Yeah. Well, loyalty is is, is a scarce resource. It's a scarce resource in, the, in this day and age, and um, when Ruth receives favor from Boaz. When Boaz, uh, because Ruth was surprised as to why am I receiving this favor when you read in chapter 2, oh. and yet I'm a foreigner. Then Boaz tells her that we heard of the things you did mm. you know, to Naomi, your mother-in-law, after the death of her husband and your loyalty towards her. And that is the reason why she received favor, though she was a foreigner. You know, and she was allowed then to, if you remember, to clean uh, or to take less, uh, some leftovers mm. during the harvest in the field of uh, Boaz. She was allowed to do that because of her loyalty to Naomi. Yeah. So it speaks about valuing people. True. You know, she, she valued her mother-in-law. She did yeah. not take her lightly. And we, we can really learn that here... Valuing people is important. Yeah. Not taking people lightly is important because you'll never know who is the person that will, right, that will open that ultimate door for you. Who is the person uh, that will become your ultimate uh, uh, destiny connector? Because in, in our lives, as we walk with God, in the walk of faith, there's people sure. that God uses. Mm. And... It can be anyone. <laughs> it, it won't be the person that perhaps you are imagining. You know, uh, it won't be uh, perhaps something that that you 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 would have conceived. But it can be any any person. So it shows that it's importance of valuing people, because who knows if she had treated Naomi badly, what how it could have been for her. Turned out for for her. Yeah, it it could have been the end of it. Could have been that okay. Now your husband is dead. I won't even uh, think twice. Let's part ways and, and that's it. So yeah. value people. Value people. Don't take people lightly, the ones that are around you. Great. Ubab Malibane says that she, he believes that Urut had an obedient spirit mm. and he also believes that he, she, she heard from the, the Lord, which is um, correct and, and 
that's how uh, we mm. also believe that it, it happened. Absolutely. Because if she yeah. was not obedient and did not hear the voice of mm. God, she would mm. have blindly went to, mm. you know, followed her where else she was not supposed to follow her. So it Absolutely. is important mm. to to hear, you know, inquire yeah. with the Lord. Should I go? Should I not go? Mm. I'm sure before even making the decision, she 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 did inquire. Yeah. So now we 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 read here these people, you know, Ruth, uh, Naomi, and. And they left the, their original place, the mm. place of bread, mm. to go, as you have explained, to, mm. to Moab. Because mm. in Moab, mm. they, they were, there was promising things. There was beautiful things in Moab. And they decided, you know what, let's go. That's what we do these days. You yeah. know, we, we are looking. We are always in, in a journey to look for, for the next better thing. Ne? And then, unfortunately, life, life, life is life. Things happened at Moab. Uh, it was a place of death. People were dying, animals were dying, everything was just, you know, dying. And then now they had to come back, as we have read. And I can, only, I can just imagine, visualize Naomi, you know, having left uh, in a quench of finding something greater. And probably they lived a few years or how many years there, comfortably so, and they, they escaped in a way, the, the famine that was in their land. Now everything is gone bad, pay shape. They have to come back. Mm. And, you know, coming back to, to, to where you are from, scam, maybe we have to come back from, from having lost uh, jobs and all those things. But she and, and Ruth eventually comes back. What is the importance or how important is it to come back to the place of bread? Sure. Wow. <laughs> What is it, how important is it to come back to? I mean, Bethlehem, the place of bread, the place of provision. Uh, look, we can wonder about in life uh, searching for greener pastures. Yeah. You know, uh, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but he who does my will will abide forever. Sure. And in this story, we see that though there was a famine and death, God remains a constant sure. in both. Uh, because when he's in, in, in the... In the land of Judah, yeah. in the land of Judah, there was a famine, but not that God had left. Yeah. Even in Moab, <laughs> not that God wasn't there. Sure. God was in both places uh, because it is it is God that actually uh, uh, visited His people uh, in the land of Judah that caused them to go back, you know. And so, when you talk of this place of bread, we are speaking of that place of connection with God, sure. that environment where all is well with God, your covenant with God, which, which really abides uh, forever. And so, though we can experience these temporary setbacks, sure. it is important then we don't even rush, <laughs> you know, to, to look for greener pastures elsewhere. Although you even may leave, relocate, change jobs, uh, and decide that, you know, let me try something fresh because this is not working for me. God has to be the constant. It has to be a Christ or God-centered decision. And we don't hear uh, with the family of uh, Elimelech yeah. that they actually sat down as a family and asked God if through this famine they should go to Moab. Yeah. And though they left and went to Moab, there are people who still were in Bethlehem. Not everybody left Bethlehem. Not yeah. everyone left the house of bread. And... There was a wealthy man even here whom we hear of uh, whose boas. And so they went through the famine themselves and they survived it. 
So it, it is important that we, we realize that at times we don't necessarily have to leave. Yeah. But look at God's purposes. God knew that there was Ruth in Moab sure. as well. Right. But then also Elimelech, the sons as well, were a source of security for them. You know, dependency on, on a person rather than depending on God is something else that we pick out even here. Because uh, they depended on Elimelech, they depended on the two sons, Chilon and Machlon, but both their, their, their sources of security were, were, were taken away from them. So who was left with them? Was still God. Sure. So we, we, we learn the reliance on God, total reliance on God uh, is a key lesson in famine and even in death. Yeah. Yeah. Because they went through a famine, but they went through death. But the same God <laughs> is it is Him who visits His people. And even as we read about her redemption, it is Him who redeems okay. as well this same um, Naomi and Ruth. Yes, and uh, what is also important is that it doesn't matter the state that you are in or coming back in. Mm. The, 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 the point here is that you need to come back. Mm. You know, having lost everything, come back to the place of, uh, the place of, of bread mm. because there's life there, you know, mm. because things and, and situations turn around mm. in the place of bread. So yeah. even if you've lost your eye or whatever, you know, Come back and come back to 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 claim back um, your your things. Mm-hmm. We we have a comment here from Ubaba Upijeng who says, "Good evening, the Madonzelas. Thank you for the subject. The Book of Ruth has such great principles, and closely remind us of the recent teaching of taking root to yield food, mm-hmm. which can be seen in her life, mm-hmm. having remained with her mother-in-law and continuing to build even after the dead." of her husband, mm. true mark of being rooted. Beautiful, absolutely. beautiful. Now that's a beautiful one, absolutely. Yes, and uh, we can now like maybe take an ad break yeah. and then come back to finish off and finish stronger. Absolutely. At Hygiene It, we've been providing world-class hygiene services and products to our customers since 2016. Our products include commercial car wash services, residential and commercial cleaning services, sneaker wash services, and mobile VIP toilets for hire. 100% customer satisfaction guaranteed. We are located at Twin Palms Engine Filling Station, Corner Monument Road and Kempton Park Road in Kempton Park CBD. Our contact number is 063-242-7997. Our email address is hygienet.za at gmail.com. Visit Hygienet's social media pages to read more about us and our services. Hygienet, your preferred hygiene partner. Hi, I'm Noni Rasiloma and I'm the founder of Crowned Women Movement. The first Awakened Worship Experience is happening on the 10th of September, and I invite you all to come and worship with us. The event is packed with a lineup of phenomenal and powerful worshipers who are all women, as our organization is focused on women and girl-child empowerment. I greatly anticipate God to do wonders and for all who come with expectant hearts. I look forward to seeing you and having a blessed time in the presence of God. See you then.
John Lee Bedding, we design high-quality beds for our clients. We understand and value sleep, therefore we have taken it upon ourselves to create the most comfortable beds for our clients so they can have a good night's sleep. Find us on Facebook, John Lee Bedding. We are located at 1357 Nigeria Street, Cliffontaine View, Midrand. Or you can contact us on 082-417-8779. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Jacob Morogani from Hope Restoration Ministries in our Ebony Park campus. We are located at number 45 Bosshop Street in President Park, just behind Ebony Park. And our service times are 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. We invite you to join our life-transforming services and we promise you, you will not regret it. Like the Bible says, you know, the time is coming and it is now where the true worshippers will worship God. God in spirit and in truth and we, we promise you that you will have a good time your seat is reserved just show up and God will show himself up in your life God bless you we're looking forward to seeing you amen and we have another comment here or actually people checking in they didn't say their their names greetings to the Matonzelas we are within definitely we are within um, yes. Yes. So now we're just pushing uh, to the last minute. Um, we, we we see here overall the redemption. Uh, basically, the story is about the the, re the redemption of, of youth mm. and and everything. Take us through that and give us some pointers. On so uh, after receiving her favor, you know, it didn't end there. Yeah. You know, Mfundis talked about the law of progression. <laughs> it was so uh, beautiful that you know when God works. Uh, things in our lives, he works them in, in, in certain steps, you know, uh, from a state of loyalty, oh, it is the Kushwana family, you acknowledge Bafundisi, uh, bless the Lord. So we, we, we see that God takes it through different uh, stages, you know, from a state of loss and despair, uh, and then she makes a decision and she receives favor for her loyalty. Sure. And now, in the, in the third and fourth chapter, we see Ruth being redeemed. That is, means she's, she's uh, taken back or purchased. It's like uh, she's, she's restored sure. to her previous position yeah. as wife because she lost that uh, status. Remember, she's a widow. And remember, this time, it, being a widow then was not like small today. Thing. It was not a small matter. You know, uh, today, yes, perhaps people can, uh, women can get an education and, and maybe still have some level of independence and, uh, you know, work through the healing. But for her, she lost her sense of security. Sure. She had nothing, nothing to look, uh, to, look to. Then she experiences a redemption yeah. in, in the third and fourth chapter that uh, gives her back that original position, but even better. Yeah. Because now it was God who was doing it. You know, it is the hand of God that is at work. Because remember, God has visited her people. So she's, she's in that visitation as well. Because she's taking the decision that uh, God has visited his people. I, I want to be there as well. I want to experience the hand of the Lord myself. And she is redeemed. And uh, Boaz takes her to be the wife, uh, to be his wife. And from this union, then is birthed Obed. Sure. Right. Something that in Moab would not have happened. And Obed is the father of Jesse. 
Jesse the father, Jesse, the of, father David. of David. Hmm. David, whom Jesus Christ is called the son of David. So you, you see that there was a bigger plan of God. Hence, we, we were saying in the beginning that Naomi was a destiny connector. Sure. Because after her redemption, she, was, she connected to a, God's bigger purpose for her life. Because you know it happens at times that God restores things in our lives and gives us back those things that we have lost. Mm. But often we miss the purpose. Yeah. Why? Why does God give you back that job? Why does God give you back the marriage you have lost? Why does God give you back, you know, uh, if maybe it's children, it is a financial situation, it's an economic or a family setup, any, any kind of thing that we might have lost. When God gives us back, there is a bigger plan or bigger picture to it. And it is that that which Ruth then connects to, uh, which shows us then her redemption was not that she was not that she can just be a wife. Sure. And so it, it becomes important for us as well to learn that when God has redeemed me and you, He has redeemed us for a purpose, and that's the purpose we need to connect to. When God restores things back to us. That restoration is for a purpose, which is bigger than the things. So the marriage for, for Naomi, for, for Ruth, was not an end, was not an end pursuit. The marriage was a means <laughs> to the end. The end was to continue the lineage that would finally give birth to King David and then about some uh, 14 generations later or so, as, as we read in the scriptures, would finally give birth to Jesus Christ. So this Moabite, or Moabites, as they, as they put it, mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, who was a foreigner, now becomes part of the family uh, that lineage, lineage of, of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a small thing, mm-hmm. eventually, uh, because now... This is somebody who, uh, within the lineage of Christ, we are able to mention and say, there was that woman. Because her redemption then connected her to uh, God's bigger plan with Naomi being her destiny connector. Because even in that process, she was not alone. There was always this woman, Mm. Naomi, who was taking her through every... Because remember, even when she married Boaz, it it was (laughs) Naomi who tipped her. Yes. Yeah, because so destiny connectors, that person will help you because yes. so it, some of us, we don't know how to connect to our own destinies. Sure. You might miss it. So you need a Naomi that's going to say, hey, this is how you do this. Mm. Bath. You remember we told her, bath yourself, anoint yourself and do these things. I mean, maybe Ruth didn't know how to <laughs> uh, get herself ready to, you know, to, for to yeah, for that kind of a setup. But uh, Naomi plays the role of somebody who prepares her for this ultimate uh, role that she will play and this uh, place that she will hold in the in God's grand plan, and so she becomes that person who then who connects her uh, to that destiny eventually because she left with her from Moab, she stayed with her when they got to Judah. She's the one who uh, uh, told her how to actually, yeah, connect with Boaz, right? But after she gave birth as well, she, it is Naomi as well who took care, who became the nurse to Obed when you read in the fourth chapter. So uh, those kind of individuals that God gives us are important. Uh, those those uh, destiny uh, connectors or those relationships 
with individuals who are taking us to that place that God has prepared for us because they show us how to do that so that we connect uh, with our destiny. It's the same as last week. I mean, uh, Mordecai sure. was that person destiny. for Esther. Mm-hmm. You know, so even we read even today that we, we always have these individuals. We must just know who they are, serve them well, be loyal, you know, uh, so that you can uh, eventually where God wants you to reach. get to the place where God wants you to be. And destiny connectors are not everyone. They're not everyone. Not yeah. everyone. No. Because I preached last week and this week, I'm not sure. It doesn't mean that I'm automatically no, your destiny no, connector. No, it doesn't work like We that. also have to, to be careful when it comes to, to that and mm. pray mm. about it to say, Lord, show me, mm. you know, mm. who I need to yeah. to be aligned with. Because yeah. it's important. You you can be aligned to, to wrong people as well. And mm. then they, you know, take you to places where you are not supposed to, to mm. be. Mm. So, yeah, all in all, we are saying, brothers and sisters, it is important for you to make that decision, make that life-changing decision mm. for yourself. It's mm. not a group work, but it's it's as per individual, as, as per what God is saying in your life. Same mm. situation, but God speaks to us differently so also loyalty 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 mm-hmm. so it's important that we we, we, we grow those um, values in our lives it pays off loyalty pays off it might seem foolish to others but it pays off we read here in the in this uh, book of Ruth that loyalty actually paid off and as Peter said we, we need to be rooted you can't be loyal if you are not rooted as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and also come back it doesn't matter what happened when it happened how bad it was mm-hmm. come back to the place of bread that's where your healing is that's where your things are that's where things are going to change for you mm-hmm. Stay and come back in the in the place of break, and yeah, you'll get your redemption and connection uh, when you do that. So, oh, beautiful! And uh, cause it shall no more. I think they say that it's closer. Yeah, like it's because Limki. Limki. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it it brings us to the to the very very last 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 uh, uh, moment of our uh, of the show for tonight. Thank you for being with us. May the Lord do you good and nourish you and get you ready even for your. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. 